if you sit there and you go, so tell me about yourself. Oh, I'm in politics. I love politics. That's awesome. Yeah, really awesome. <laughs> did, did you just immediately either, if you're if the guy, if the guy's not a douche, you immediately kind of like this guy. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. It's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy, and it's time for episode 82 of the McMethod Email Marketing Podcast, where you'll discover one simple thing, how to make more money every time you send an email to your list. But you know what? I've really been thinking that, uh, that this podcast is sort of about email marketing, but really I just think it's about business and marketing and how to really get more customers and make more money so you can just have more fun with life whatever that means to you. So uh, I think as this podcast moves forward, it's going to head more in that direction with some more of the uh, general marketing focus. Still the email twist with uh, with me getting on here with the radio voice, but uh, but going to broaden out a little bit. Anyway, today we'll be talking to John Benson. Now, John, man, I'm pumped to have him on the show. He's the creator of the Ugly Video Sales Letter. So he's the guy responsible for all those PowerPoints, you know, those video sales letters that have, you know, there's a PowerPoint with black text on a white screen and it just cycles through with a voice going over the top. He's the one responsible for starting that trend in, uh, in online marketing as far as I'm aware. Now today we're going to talk about some of that, but also about some of the stuff he's been doing lately, which is rapport building stuff like, he calls it agreeance, which is getting sort of like an emotional buy-in. With the way you write copy, you can get someone to emotionally buy into your message so that when you present your offer, they're much more likely to take you up on it. To get the show notes for this episode of the Email Marketing Podcast, go to themcmethod.com slash 82. Now, I've got a McMaster's Insight of the Week. There's a question. I had dinner with a very interesting character a couple nights ago. He's very successful, very wealthy. He's not in, in marketing or anything like that. But his advice when we're chatting about clients and chatting about sales and that, he goes, look, the single most powerful question you can say to someone when you're trying to get their business, it's not, well, it's not your pitch. It's not asking them all about their business going into real specifics, just say to them, how can I get your business? You know, what do I have to do today to get your business? Because here's what's going to happen. When, when you're trying to pitch someone, you're going to go in, you're going to give them the pitch, and they're going to go yes or no. Maybe they say yes, great, but let's forget about those. The ones that say no, there's a reason they're saying no. Okay? The quickest way to get to the heart of the matter of why they're saying no, just say, look, what do I have to do to get your business? Maybe they're going to tell you that the price is too high. Okay. Maybe they're going to tell you that, uh, that another provider is offering them a bit more than you, and then you can just make a decision whether you want to match that offer or not. Okay? It just cuts to the heart of, heart of the matter so fast. Whether or not you decide to match, you know, you know, accept it, it's still a very good question. <laughs> okay? So that's it for now. Now, if you want more insights like, insights like this, you should join McMaster's. McMaster's is uh, sort of like a private business community. There is a bunch of products in there on email marketing and also just on how to build your sales funnel and get more customers for your business. And if you want to learn more about that, just go to www.themcmethod.com slash McMaster's and you'll learn all about that over there. Now, let's get into this interview with Mr. John Benson. It's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy. I'm here with John Benson. Now, uh, you might have heard of John Benson before. He's the creator of the Ugly Video Sales Letter. He's got a course that teaches you how to sort of uh, make those sales letters with the PowerPoints and the screen flow and all that. And uh, also the psychology behind it, why it works, why uh, why they're so effective and why you see them all over the internet now. So I thought I'd get him on the show. We talk about not so much, or not specifically the video stuff, but some of the core psychological tactics and strategies underlying the video stuff. Because now John's working on, um, we've got a copywriting 
uh, I think it's a product or a software. So it's all about, it's not just videos, it's all really just persuasion and how to get someone to uh, buy your product or buy your service. So we're going to talk about some of that rapport and the psychological stuff underlying all of that. So we'll get into that in just a minute. John, how are you going, mate? I'm good, John. How are you, man? Fantastic, man. So before we get into some of that rapport building stuff, can you give the uh, the listener a bit of a, I'm sure that, I'm sure he's probably heard of you, but uh, just in case he hasn't, can you give him a quick background on who you are and what you do? Uh, sure. I mean, most people know me as the guy that started video sales letters. Uh, that's 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 true. <laughs> um, the guy that taught Ryan Dice and all those guys that, and has written a lot of copy. I, I didn't start off as a copywriter. I actually started off as a fitness marketer. And uh, my first book did real well, but I had somebody else write the copy for it and it cost me half the product. So I just determined that I have to figure out how to write copy somehow. And I really struggled with it until I decided to create an ugly video sales letter, which I, I didn't say I'm going to create an ugly video sales letter. I just happened to put words over a video that I shot that I didn't want to shoot because I, I just didn't, it was a fitness video and I didn't, I didn't look my best. So I was like, yep. you know, I don't want to, I'm unshaven and all this stuff. And, <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, it'd probably be better if I just don't, if I'm not live in this one and, and, and ended up with putting uh, words over the words just in my voice. And that ended up like sextupling the conversions I normally receive from that. So yep. that led to me doing it for my first, the first sales letter that I did. And that ended up within a month having, uh, you know, a million dollars a month and traffic being spent on it because of the conversions were just out, out, the, out the roof. And, and that led to me writing the one for uh, Mike Gary. That was the second one that was written. And then, then me writing the one for um, Pimsleur. And it, it kind of went on from there. And it, I kind of accidentally stumbled into a career as a copywriter. And, and now I'm known as one of the better copywriters out there, which is flattering. And uh, I'm in that circle, but I, I don't write copy for other people anymore. I have a team that does that. And I just kind of copy chief thing. My, what my thing is, is the three accelerator, which is my course that teaches people how to do this. Because I'll tell you right now, unless you get a pro on your side, or if you're naturally good at it, great, but most people aren't, and most sales pages suck. So it's that simple. And yeah. so, and yeah, so that's really, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Like <laughs> Someone it, who can man. help somebody sales pages, yeah. It's kind of cool. Like, it's funny how, like, everyone comes into this world in sort of like a different way. Like, sometimes people fall into it. Sometimes they go into it thinking, I'm going to go, like, you know, become an internet millionaire. It's, it's always curious or interesting to see how it yeah. happens. Yeah, I wanted to be an internet millionaire. I, I I did real well with my first book. I, but the uh, the thing is I, that never happened until I got copy. I mean, until until I got until I got sales copy. In my case, I got lucky with with you know video sales letters weren't there. There was there wasn't anyone around to compete against in, in that in that mode for about six or seven months. Hmm. And then after that, you know you know I, I taught Ryan Dice how to do it, and he came out with a product about it, and uh, it just went nuts from there. And uh, his product was just a very cursory, uh, you know, very simple look at how to do it. But um, it, it was enough to get the more advanced marketers that already understood copy. Uh, that got, got guys like Agora and other com big companies doing it. Yeah. And then I consulted with Agora and a lot of other companies to, to kind of tweak things further. But, but the point is, is that, yeah, unless you've got badass copy on your side, you might as well just forget about it. I mean, throw traffic at a crappy page and you're just going to get more crappy results. It's just uh, the, the bottom line is most of your time in a day should be spent on copy. And in, in this case, you can either have somebody that's already done it and proved it and put it into a system that's made over a billion dollars for people, or you can try to figure it out on your own. It's up to you, but uh, you need to figure it out. <laughs> I'm curious, how did you end up learning copy if you sort of fell into it? Did you sit down with your fitness business and uh, like make a conscious decision to go, I'm going to go learn copy. You go read the books and then you know looked at old sales letters and all that stuff? Or did you just uh, have a natural aptitude for it? Okay, this is going to sound really cocky, and it's, uh, but it's not meant to be. It's, it's there's no bullshit here. I, I never read a single book. Wow. 
Wow. Never looked. I never read a sales page. I never did anything. I, I never really studied any serious copywriting at all. Uh, after I was established as a copywriter, and then I did. And, and one of the reasons I didn't want to do that is uh, I wanted to create something new. I always had this this ambition in my life to if I if I want to do a book, I want something that no one's done before. Which my first book was unique. And and I, if I write copy for a sales page, I'd like it to have my own voice to it. I don't want to sound like everybody else. And I was a good writer. Uh, I just wasn't a good copywriter. There's two different things totally you don't have to be a good writer to be a copywriter you really don't i mean it helps you can write some really awesome stories but uh there's formulas for that too uh that i created but but really ended up being the case for me was i, I just dove into i'm going to try to write my page myself and it was disastrous to be honest until i said i'm just going to put it all into a video sales letter and when i did the copy on the page changed it was like it just didn't make sense anymore when me with me talking the way that it made sense when somebody was reading it. And that's one of the key differentials between sales pages and video sales letters is, is um, when I was talking, it felt silly not going into rapport. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. It felt really s stupid, as a matter of fact, to, to talk about – to talk like a sales page felt stupid. But to talk like a conversation, and I'm talking to one person, and and I am uh, building rapport by by telling a what I call a nightmare story, telling my own personal story in this case, and going from there, that ended up being the real the real gem of this thing. And there's certain things you can do in a video sales letter. There's something impossible to do on a sales page. Uh, I think you need both. Get me wrong. Rice used to say oh, the sales pages are dead. They're not. You just need, you need both, and you need to have them interact together, which is what we teach people to do. But without a video sales letter, you're shooting yourself. Foot. Yeah, absolutely. So, All right, man. Well, let's talk about some of that. I think I'm going to lost you, John. Are you there? Okay. Uh, let's yeah, we cut out just for a second. Right, yeah, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into we're some back. of this rapport building stuff, man. You talked about, um, I mean, let's sort of like take a big picture, like a, a look at, you know, what's rapport and, and why does it matter? And then we can drill down into some of the stuff you can do in videos and sales letters and all that to make it happen. Yeah. So rapport is basically the idea that you have to substantiate yourself without, uh, as a real human being to somebody that's a total stranger on your site, which is much more difficult to do on a text page than it is on a video sales letter. Um, and a lot of people think it's easier to do with like live video, but the problem with live video is that people are looking at you and they're not listening to what you're saying. Mm. So they're looking at you, and I found this out in the hard way. They're looking at you and leaving comments like, oh, I think you're really cute. Ooh, your nose is big. Oh, your hair is goofy. You know, whatever the case may be. It could be anything, right? Mm. Uh, I mean, how many times have you gone to a website and it's a beautiful woman talking and you're like, what did you say? I, I, I lost you about 10 <laughs> milliseconds after you got started. You know, and so that's the problem with video. It, it's a double-edged sword there. Yeah. So video sales letters remove that and then create this really hypnotic effect by your list, by listening to a voice and just seeing the words on the screen. It, it, it's almost like you can't help but read this because it's going by. It's going by relatively quickly. So in that sense, you want to build rapport by, first of all, establishing the fact that you're just you're a lot like the person that, that you're talking to. Maybe you're a few steps up the ladder. Maybe you're 10 steps up the ladder, but you used to be like them. In fact, it's even better when you can say, I used to be probably a lot worse than you are. So that's one of the most common rapport-based strategies. But the two I wanted to talk about tonight that most people haven't heard of, except that have gone through some of the advanced training I have, is is called the yes reflex. Uh, and in other words, uh, getting a yes by reflexive nature instead of coercing a yes, instead of feeling like somebody's twisting their arm, you actually compel them to say yes because they've already said yes to things they already agree to over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And I'm, it's like micro commitments, but it's on a much deeper level than just saying, okay, how many people in the room want to make more money and they raise their hand? And that's, that's one way of saying yes from a stage. What I'm doing is getting people to, to agree to things that you know they already believe in. 
if you have a profile of a person that's hitting your site, you have a basic understanding of what their core values are. And the more that you relate to, to their core values mm. and talk about like, I don't you, you say, say, I know you're probably a lot like me and you believe that family and friends are very important to you. In fact, I bet that you would go so far as to say they're one of the most important things in your life. Well, did you know that when you carry extra weight, it's a burden on your family? And you may not feel like you're being a burden on your family right now, but et cetera, et cetera. So I'm getting them to agree to something, and then I'm telling them something that would be shocking uh, if taken in that context. That most people don't think of like losing weight as I'm a bad parent. But yeah. in a video sales letter, I will take them down a road from a bad parent to a financial failure to down the line without coming out and saying those words in such a harsh way. And the only way you can do that is by, first of all, working with, within a rapport structure. And second of all, uh, taking away the no response. So mm -hmm. the, here's the deal is when you're a child, you hear no something to the tune of 700 times more than you heard yes. Um, it's just the, I mean, if you have a kid or if you know people with kids, I mean, how many times do they say no to their kid? <laughs> it's, we have a dog, right? We have a, a puppy and we say no to Titan like 57 billion times in a day versus <laughs> we actually don't say no. We say, eh, or whatever, you know, <laughs> but, yeah. So it's the same basic thing. It's like, you know, <laughs> leave it. <laughs> yep. um, so that's the same thing that we do as, with, with a child. But the only difference is a child, their subconscious mind is imprinting this over and over and over and over again. And that leads you into your life. And a lot of people say no to things that they know are good for them. Like how many people, for yourself, how many things do you know that are really good for you? I mean, without one shadow of a doubt that you just say no to, whether it be working out, eating right, um, yeah. you know, saving money, whatever the case may be, right? There's nothing harmful about any of those things, yet we reject them. There's a part of us no. I'm wondering if this is like part of the, is this the pitch or this is explaining it? Is this like, no. Because this, 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 this would work as like a part of a pitch. It's talking about this no thing, how you've you got to say yes to your life. Well, you very well could. Yeah, this is not a bitch. This is, this is, this is actually what, what we're doing underneath the surface. So okay, okay. Uh, we're not doing Tony Robbins. You've got to say yes to your life. We're, 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 this is what we're doing. We're getting people to understand in a very subtle way that they've said no so many times to various components of – I'll take weight loss as an example. This could work in any field at all. It doesn't have to be weight loss, of course. Uh, it's just one that I know very well. But people have said no to I am not going to be healthy, I am not going to be fit, I am not good. They are saying no to the things and they are saying I am not going to exercise, I am not going. And they know that they want to be fit and they know that exercise isn't traumatically terrible, yet they're saying no to it. And the reason they're saying no to it is because of those engrams that are just imprinted on the brain from the time they were a child and they've gotten linked up. There's some weird connections going on there. So the way to disconnect that and get a yes reflex out of people is to agree with them. So we talked about agreeance when we first got on the call. Agreeing with somebody is the best way to completely take them off their game. It's like an Aikido move, if you're familiar with the martial art Aikido. Yeah. Okay, well, in Aikido, you actually move toward the attacker. In judo and other grappling arts, you do as well. So you move directly toward them. Somebody's swinging a punch at you. Your natural reaction is to step back. Well, in, in, in Aikido and other martial arts, you, you actually walk right into them, okay? <laughs> what does that do to their energy? It totally dissipates that energy, and then you have total control. It's the same thing when you're agreeing with somebody that's saying, and you, you know what they're saying because you've just gone through a profile. It's a very simple profile that you'd fill out saying, what are my customers? What are their pain points? And what are the things that they have tried and failed at? What are the things that they would love to see done, right? Um, so I, in, in, a, in a video sales letter for a weight loss product, I'll say, you know, you've probably heard that dieting is difficult. And if you've ever tried it, you probably know for a fact that dieting is a real challenge. Well, guess what? You're right. It is a challenge. It's really difficult. And the reason why it's a challenge is the reason why you don't see very many fit people around. But let me give you this. This is something totally new. 
And what I've done is realize, first of all, yes, it's a challenge for so many people. It's a, it was a challenge for me in a major way. What can I do to lessen that challenge and actually make it somewhat easy? Yeah. So all I've done is just simply agreed with them that it's a challenge. I'm, right, I'm rattling this off the top of my head. And changed the tone of that to, what if it could be easy? Yeah. Yes, I know it's a challenge, but what if it could be easy? So, so you've agreed with them. Yes, I understand. You've probably gone through one diet after the other. You probably consider yourself even a failure. And I hate to use that word, but maybe you've said that to yourself and you just got really frustrated. And, and they're shaking their head. Yes, yes, that's correct. Right, you're right. Yeah. And, and guess what? The only reason why that has been a struggle and continues to be a struggle for so many people is they don't know the XYZ principle. And the XYZ principle is what makes this easier. And then they're, they're open to it because you've agreed to them, agreed with them that it's hard. So this is building rapport because when you agree with somebody, as anyone knows this walking face to face, when you meet somebody face to face, if you sit there and you go, so tell me about yourself. Oh, I'm in politics. I love politics. That's awesome. Yeah, really awesome. <laughs> then, then you just immediately either, if, you're, if, the guy, if the guy's not a douche, you immediately kind of like this guy. It's like, oh, yeah, I, politics is cool. I really dig it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm into so-and-so. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, so, so this is very common sense when you're you know, dating, picking up girls or doing whatever you're doing, meeting in the purpose and wanting to impress them. But copywriters don't use this. They don't yeah. use this agreeance principle. This reminds yeah. me of uh, the feel, felt, found thing that people use in face-to-face, where you're really just acknowledging someone or what they think or what they believe, acknowledging their belief, and then saying, but hey, it doesn't have to be that way if you know you said the X, Y, Z formula, whatever it happens to be. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so it's, it's acknowledging their belief. At the same time, it's acknowledging the fact that what they think is, is actually true, if it is true. Um, so, for example, dieting is difficult. And so what I say is, you know what, dieting can be one of the most difficult things anyone ever does, especially if you do it like you've been taught over and over again. So mm -hmm. don't blame yourself if it was difficult because I, I understand it was difficult. <laughs> and so all I'm doing is historically agreeing with them there. I'm saying, however, things are a little bit different over here in this part of the wood. So, um, and that's a way to get someone to go, oh, really? And so, so you disarm them. If you come right out to somebody and go, you know what, making money is easy. Yeah. They're going to go, fuck you. I, I, I don't believe a word you're saying because I'm poor and I live in a shack. You know? So yeah. it's the stupidest thing to ever say. So you never say that, right. ever. So it's, but you hear this all the time in copy. It's like, how I made $57 million the easy way. It's like, no one believes that. Yeah. No yeah. one believes that. Another example of that is you get like <clears throat> guys getting on stage telling stories, like entrepreneurial kind of guys. They try and selling some sort of make money. Could be online, could be with real estate. And they tell a story about how they, you know, they've been an entrepreneur since they were 13 years old. And I, I realized one day that pretty much it's probably like 1% of the people in the audience, if that, that would relate to that story. Everyone else is thinking, well, I, wasn't an, I was not an entrepreneur when I was 13, so how the hell am I going to do what you, you just did? Exactly. Anything that you state that takes you out of rapport and makes you something superhuman is going to ruin sales. So here's what you can't do. I'm, I'm very much against lying and, and copy. So you can't say, I grew up in a wet, rolled-up newspaper, and I have no school loan at all. I can't even spell or speak, but still I managed to make millions of dollars. So that's not true, right? Uh, <laughs> although I know guys that have done that. It's true for the some lying people, I think. Yeah, the lying tactic is what I call it. Okay. Um, but what th you can do it's like somebody, like you asked me, did you just have a natural knack for this? And somebody might argue, and I could probably make a convincing argument that I probably did because I didn't study it. But what I do instead is that I, I did have a knack for writing, but what I found out is writing and copywriting are not remotely the same. Hmm. 
In fact, copywriting breaks every grammatical rule you can think of. <laughs> copywriting requires no eloquence in writing whatsoever. It does not require you to be Tolstoy or Shakespeare at all. In fact, Tolstoy and Shakespeare would suck as copywriters. So if you're worried about writing, being an artist and a copywriter, differentiate those two right there. So that's that's one way I might say it. And then I, then I would say something like, you know, I, I figured this out by just going back and doing a lot of reading in psychology. And I was a psychology minor, so I went back and just reread all these books. And you know what? I did it so you don't have to. Hmm. So right there, just saying I did the hard work so you don't have to is a way of – so if there, if there is something like, oh, well, I don't have a minor in psychology or a major in philosophy and you, I don't understand the rules of logic. So I don't say that. Right. I say, that, yeah, that's true so that you don't have to. And that, that right there builds back rapport. So, so it, the whole thing is if you stay in, in a state of rapport, rapport the entire way through, then when you do make what I call a superhero comment, is, and you do it in a – there's a, there's a section in, in a Thrix um, Accelerator that talks about a modest introduction. And then when you introduce yourself for real, the way that you modestly introduce yourself is you can say, you know, I was not always considered the best copywriter in the world. In fact, that's just kind of ridiculous for me to even say right now. In fact, I used to suck at copy. I was terrible. I had no natural skills for this whatsoever. My first four sales pages bombed. It was unbelievably bad. So, so all I did was in, in the very first of that, as I said, now I wasn't always known as the best copywriter in the world and, and certainly not <laughs> the best teacher of copywriting in the world. In fact, so all I do – so rather than saying, I'm John Benson, I'm the best copywriter in the world. That's <laughs> a dickish kind of thing to say and, and, and you know, or whatever. You, you could say like, I, yeah, I'm John Benson and I created the video sales letter. That's a factual statement, OK? Um, or I created the ugly video sales letter. That's a factual statement. Uh, but you could say um, – and, and that ugly video sales letter has gone on to make other people over a billion dollars. Yep. And that's a factual statement. But I haven't said anything about me other than I've, I started this thing. So, But that doesn't – they're wanting me to say that, right? In other words, they're wanting to talk to the guy that started something so that, that they can learn what, what, what it is. But if I start talking about the stuff that they have to do because they don't have to create the video sales letter, right? They have to actually create one for themselves. If I start talking about it in either way, look, look, this is so easy. A monkey can do it. You don't even need my training at all. Anyone can do this. They're going to shake their head. No way. I've tried it and it didn't work. Or no, I just don't think I can do it. Hmm. At the same time, if you say, look, this is super complicated and, um, you know, then you're going to lose the rapport there. But so what I do is say, listen, if you had to remember all the stuff that I spent years and years studying, your head would probably explode because not that you're not smart enough to do it, but that you're running your business, right? You've got your own business and that's where your smarts go. You don't need to be worrying about this other stuff. Let me worry about that for you. Hmm. Follow these steps. Yeah, you're going to roll up your sleeves. You're going to do a little bit of work, but every good thing has work in it. I mean, in, in fact, you know how many times you've been, you've been sold a bag of lies and somebody telling you something is cheap or easy or whatever, and you know that's not true, don't you? You, you know that. I know that, and I know that you're smart enough to know that too. <laughs> See, so I'm, spe I'm speaking in copyright. So I, I'm agreeing with them. At the same time, I'm telling them don't think that this is like push a button and out pops a million-dollar video sales letter. Uh, yep. It's the next best thing to it though. Right, and so that's right. the thing. Yeah. So, so, so these are all report tactics, and they're all geared, like I said, to, to trigger a yes reflex. So let me t just talk about this one last thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll get off the subject. It, it, it's the, the concept of compelling versus convincing. Okay. So I, I look at litigators uh, to come up with this model, and, and litigators who are really skillful, here's how they do it. Here's how they convince a jury, right or wrong, by the way. <laughs> they convince a jury by merely letting them agree over and over and over again with the deep stuff they already believe in. And then what they do is they link that deep stuff they already believe in hmm. to 
the person they're defending. And they do it in a very subtle way. It's anchoring, classic anchoring. But this is what this is what you need to do. So if you're talking, this is so weird, but if you're talking about like making money online, right? So this is stuff you don't normally hear in a making money online product. It's like, <laughs> well, you do it with good copy. But if you say, if you're anything like me, you value your freedom and you value your family. And you you probably have this little bitty voice inside your head that says, I don't want to be a failure. I don't want to be embarrassed in front of my friends because I tried this crazy internet marketing thing. If you're feeling that, you're just, honestly, you and I are like brothers because I completely get it. You know, I completely understand that. I had the same feelings myself. Hmm. The good news is that blah, 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 blah. So all I'm doing, again, is I'm a, I'm not, I did the same thing there with, with the whole rapport building tactic, but I anchored these very deep emotions, the feelings of acceptance, uh, the feelings of family and friends, those kind of things came out in that, in that sentence. It's very nurturing. It's a bit like, you know, when you talk to your mom or maybe a wife or a girlfriend, you really have that nurturing kind of interaction that, you know, they listen, they validate. I think women are very, very good at this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Validation. Yeah. It's, it's huge, right? It's, it's, it's known in psychology and it's known in, and that's one of the reasons I, I think that I it's like you're a counselor to the, uh, to, the, to the reader or the listener. You really got to counsel them or coach yeah, them. Yeah, you do, you do on all four what I call the quadrants of desire. You have to do it on all four quadrants. So what I'm doing right now is is talking about um, – I'm talking – there's fear. There's fear of not being accepted. There's fear of – you heard the fear of, of being considered a failure and those kind of things. But you have to do it on the other the other quadrants as well. And some of them you can be right in their face. So that's what's great. So there's a whole dynamic here. You know, it's not all just just like uh, – you know, everything's feel good. Like, for example, my the big section in in my five step formula for video sales letters is a whole thing called the big problem. And I take your problem, and I can take any problem right now and make it really catastrophically big. Like you could say, I you know, <laughs> I, I I don't I like you could say, for example, you know what, um, I I need a better gun. Uh, my gun it, it's it's kind of misfiring sometimes, and I can't hit the I can't hit the target as well as I used to. But it's it's no big deal. I need a better gun, and you're on my better gun site, right? And I say, you know, you you probably have a problem right now, and that you probably want a better gun. Maybe it's misfiring. Maybe it's doing these things. Did you know that it's actually a little bit worse than that? Do you realize that your gun could actually be the one thing that saves your life in a critical moment? In fact, they say that it takes less than a second to respond to a critical moment. And if your gun doesn't fire right, you could lose the life of your loved one. So this isn't about a target practice. This is about maintaining the safety of your family. And did you know that most children that injure themselves with guns do so? Not, I'm making this up because I don't know that much about it. But, but you get the idea. I, I would make the problem really big. So you'd walk away from this thinking, wow, I've got to do this because I, I, I believe in my – I love my family. I love my girlfriend. I love, <laughs> you know, and, and that's getting you to agree with this stuff. Right, right. This is like the classic copywriting. I just did some stuff for the community I've got where I made the point that, you know, you get someone's attention. You know, you ask them a question about the problem or talk about the mm -hmm. problem in some way. And then you don't really force them to do anything. Or It's not really even about persuading them to do something. It's more about just aggravating the crap, like making that problem that they have so big that they mm -hmm. naturally want to take the next step. So when you say, oh, by the way, if you want to uh, protect your, you know, if you want to get a new gun, just click this link and I'll send you one tomorrow. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then it comes down to what I call the grand offer. Your offer has to be irresistible and big. But um, but yeah. And so if your solution is the bigger solution is what I call it, it's bigger than their problem. So it not only solves the problem of this, but also solves the problem of this, that, the other. They don't know they have this, that and the other when they hit the site. That's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. They may feel it on some obscure level. But someone that needs to lose weight has no idea they're being a shitty parent and instilling their RNA into their next child who will also be a food addict. Hmm. You got that burden of conscience to live with. Then, you know, <laughs> so you can go down the line.
you can go down the line. And, and, and then if I know I'm going to a, pre, 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 a predominantly white conservative audience, I'll throw in, I'll throw in biblical stuff like, you know, the, your body is your temple. And let's face it, you know, stuffing your temple full of sugar and greens, probably not the best idea. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, so you can throw in, I mean, if you, that's just the ultimate persuasion. I mean, so, so yeah, that's not a good idea at all. But so I'm not saying anything that isn't true. I, I, I'm just stating, I, I'm, there's nothing I said that wasn't true at all. And that's yeah. the thing that I want to get across. I'm not lying. I'm not even exactly exaggerating i'm compelling them it's like you're motivating them you're like and that's uh, the you're a motivational speaker in that sense of really knowing you know what's this way you know you got to have a great product and you know you'll be ethical about it but mm-hmm. people have limiting beliefs about you know i can't lose weight or you know i, I can't protect my kids exactly. or i'm not good enough to to help my family and our job as marketers is to empower them which is really where all this persuasion comes in empower them to go and solve those problems for themselves so i think it's like a, it's like a duty that we all have yep it is a duty. I think it's an ethical duty too, because yeah. I mean, if you have a product that you know works, you need to sell it to the best possible ability that you have, um, yeah. ethically, honestly, but the best possible ability you have. And if you're half-assing copy, then you're actually being unethical, because that's that many fewer people that you can help. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, cool, man. This has been this has been fantastic. Before we go, though, if, if someone wants to learn more about this, I know you've got the three the three accelerator. Tell the listener a bit, mm-hmm. bit about that and where they can go to sort of learn more about it or purchase it if they would like to. Yeah, cool. Uh, so it's Celerator.com. It's it's S E L L E R A T O R Celerator.com, um, and it does exactly what it sounds like. Accelerate yourself. So Celerator.com is where you would go. And what this is is it's a combination of a, a course that is built into software that's online, nothing you download, that literally spits out copy for you. And it's copy that I've written. So it's copy I've written over the course of many, many years doing the top video sales letters in the world. And I've taken the copy that I know works and put it into a format that anyone can use. And what's really interesting about it is that uh, it comes out very unique because inside each slide, I give you a little video that you can watch. Here's how you want to personalize this. Here's how you make it a little bit different. And so many people have gone through Celerator and and spit out like multi-million dollar video sales letters. I've kind of lost count. And even the ones that don't do that, they, 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 they take their sales page from making 10 sales a day to 50 sales a day or 30 sales a day. They make a big difference in, in lives, whether it's a part-time income or whether you want to be a professional internet marketer. The key thing is that it's not turning you into it. We've got copywriters who do this because they, they, they love the copy, right? But most people in here are not copywriters. They're business owners and they don't want to be copywriters. So let me be the copywriter and let you point and click and watch videos and let me do 90% of the hard labor for you. Yes, you're going to have to do the other 10%. I'm so freaking sorry. You're going to actually have to work at this, you know? <laughs> Or you can, you can pay a guy like me $100,000 to write it for you if I still did it, but I don't. So it's a lot cheaper than $100,000 to get Celerator. So <laughs> go to Celerator.com and check that out. Cool, man. Well, I'll, I'll have a link to that. Celerator.com at uh, All right, man. Notes at the McMethod.com. John, thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more. I want to see our hearts on fire.